to hear an anointed, powerful word that will change your life from Treasure Coast Victory Center. Be blessed as your faith goes from one level of glory to another level of glory. Did you bring a Bible this morning? Are you ready to learn something this morning? All right, go to Matthew chapter 6 this morning. Last week we started talking about righteousness. We're going to stay on that for a little while. I believe it is one of the most important things for you to understand and you to get a revelation of is your right standing with God so that you treat God like he should be treated and he then will treat you like you should be treated. Praise God. Hallelujah. All right, Matthew chapter 6. It's going to be a surprise, but we're going to go to verse 33. It says, but talking to you, but seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto who? You. Now, a lot of people in the world right now are looking for purpose, are looking for a destiny. They've got a lot of things gone. They don't know which way to go. Notice, Jesus gives you a very simple life. If you study the life of Jesus, he was a very simple guy. He just did two things. He sought the kingdom of God, basically the kingdom of government of God, and he sought righteousness, and those were the only two things he did. So he told us, if we do the same thing, it will simplify your life. Say, simplify my life. You talk to people around, they're going, they're going in 92 different directions, and there's no reason for you to go in 92 directions. If you put these two things first, everything else will come into alignment in your life, and you'll have a simpler life. So these are the two things. Now, how many of you figured out that joining a religion does not fulfill this? Joining a club doesn't fulfill this. You can join the Moose, the Elks, denominations, it doesn't matter. You need to join something called the kingdom of God and then study the kingdom of God because it has different ways of doing things than the world does. Just like if you go to another country, how many of you know there are different laws in each country? I remember when, uh, I can't remember where they went, but I had a cousin who got married a long time ago, and basically they went to one of the foreign countries, and basically the first thing they wanted to do for their honeymoon was rent a motorcycle. Well, they got on a motorcycle, and they were all excited and jumped on and started driving down the road, and the first thing they did was hit a car head on. Because in that country, you didn't drive on the right side of the road, you drove on the other side of the road. And they didn't know that, didn't see it. Now, notice, that wasn't the government's fault. It wasn't God's fault. It was that you didn't know the laws of the country you were in. Therefore, you suffered punishment for not knowing. And it's the same way with so-called Christians in the body of Christ. Many of them do not know the way the government of God operates. And since it doesn't, things aren't going that well in their life. And they want to blame it on God and everybody else. But the problem is you don't know the laws or the way the kingdom works. If you'd seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, all these things would be added unto you. Now notice that verse again. It says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and what? And what? And what? Now, notice what it says. It says, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Now, that tells me there's two kinds of righteousness. There's his righteousness, and there's a religious righteousness. Remember who were in religion? The Pharisees. Jesus, here's the Pharisees. They're doing everything right. They're eating everything right. They're wearing everything right. They're doing everything right. And Jesus comes along and says, huh, yeah, they're doing good, but if your righteousness doesn't succeed theirs, you're not even going to get the kingdom of God. How many know that had to shake some people up? What was he talking about? He was talking about a righteousness that you don't get by performance, but you get by faith in his performance. 
So when we put our faith in the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ that makes us right or justified with him, we are in right standing with him, not because of what you have done. We're in righteousness and right standing and justification just as if I never sinned. And that's because of what Jesus did on the cross because that's what God originally planned back in the garden and that's what he brought us back into at this time. So everybody in here, if you've entered the kingdom of God and you're born again, you are the righteousness of God in Christ. The righteousness, not a righteousness, you are the righteousness, which means you have a good relationship with God. Isn't that good? Yeah. All right, go to Romans chapter 3. Got some stuff to give you this morning. I don't know how deep we're going to go into it, but we'll just sort of flow here and see what happens and uh, see what happens. Thank you. Thank you, Lorna. always try to get permission from Lorna before I do anything. So we're ready to go now. Everything's set up. Thank you, Lorna. Praise God. Hallelujah. All right, look at verse 24. It says, being justified freely by his grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus, whom God has set forth to be a propitiation through faith in his blood, to declare his righteousness for the remission of sins that are passed through the forbearance of God. To declare, I say, at this time, what time? This time, his righteousness that we might be just, and he might be just, and the justifier of him that believes in Jesus Christ. So here it tells you that once Jesus was raised from the dead, God declared righteousness for any person that believed in what Jesus did. They would instantly be put in right standing with him and be made the righteousness of God in Christ. How many of you did that? I mean, you know, when God declares something, it's declared. Amen. You can't undeclare it. Amen. I mean, no, we've tried. Governments are trying, churches are trying, but once he declares it, it's declared, and you can't change the thing. So he declared righteousness. So the best part about that is we are in the kingdom of God, and since we entered into the kingdom of God as citizens, we get every single right that belongs to us in the kingdom of God. The Bible says you have been redeemed. The Bible says you have been healed. The Bible says you are blessed. The Bible says you are full of... Holy Ghost, praise God. And all these things belong to you. It doesn't matter what you feel or your emotions say. These things belong to you. But on the other end, you also now have an obligation to that government. I mean, you're supposed to obey the government. You cannot drive around on the wrong side of the road, keep getting run over, and blame the government. In other words, we have to find out the morality of the government. We have to find out the laws of the government. We have to find out all these things in the government so I can line up with the things of the government. And it's not a natural government. It's a heart government. So how am I being instructed in my daily walk? Not by whether this happens or that happens, but what's going on in here in the Spirit of God in that small voice leading and guiding me in situations and circumstances to do the right thing. He doesn't want us in the world or in the wrong government because he knows what happens when you're in there. He wants the best for you. He's not trying to confine you. He's trying to straighten you out so that you do the right thing and you live in righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. All right, go to John chapter 16. All right, John 16, look at verse 7. Jesus is speaking. He says, Nevertheless, I tell you the truth, it is expedient or better for you that I go away. For if I go not away, the Comforter will not come unto you. But if I depart, I will send him unto you. And when he has come, he will reprove the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment. 
of sin because they don't believe on me, of righteousness because I go to the Father and you'll see me no more, of judgment because the prince of this world has already been what? judge. So here he says, I'm going to send you somebody by the name of the Holy Ghost. When I leave the earth, I'm going to send him to you. And this Holy Ghost will have a purpose. First of all, he will convict you of sin. Say convict you. Notice he doesn't say condemn you. He convicts you of sin. He never condemns you. If he condemns you, it's a devil. He wants to convict you of sins. Notice then he's going to prove righteousness to you. In other words, he is going to show you in your heart, show you how that you are righteous and that you can live righteously in this present world, not after you die and go to heaven. So I heard when you die and go to heaven, everything's going to be wonderful, and it is, but I don't want to go through 60 years of hell down here just to get to the... So I want to find out about things now. So here the Holy Ghost has a job. What's he going to do? He's going to teach you how to walk in the light as he is in the light so that you live in fellowship with him. And by living in fellowship with him, you can live in righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. And notice who's responsible for that. The Holy Ghost. Say the Holy Ghost. Ghost. Now how many of you have the Holy Ghost in you? How many have ever heard the Holy Ghost? How many have ever felt the Holy Ghost? How many know when you do something wrong, you don't have to feel the Holy Ghost? You know the Holy Ghost is saying, you need, to, you need to do something different right now, bless God, because you're doing something wrong. And you may not even know what you're doing wrong, but you're going to figure out what you're doing wrong because you know something's in here is wrong, and I've got to find out what I'm doing wrong. How many ever did that? Yeah. I mean, it's in the natural. You could get a brand new car. You're driving around Port St. Lucie, showing the thing off. All at once you're waving to somebody over here, and you go through a red light, and all at once panic comes. Yeah. Fear comes. The first thing you check is the rearview mirror. Two minutes ago, you had no guilt, no condemnation, but now you're searching to see if somebody's trying to sneak up behind you with red lights on because you made a mistake. You can go into the bank tomorrow. You can take out as much money as you want as long as you have it in there, but you go in to rob the bank. How many know when you leave the bank, you act differently? Come on, why is that? Because there's guilt, even in the natural, telling you that you do wrong. Well, it's the same way with the Spirit of God. The Spirit of God is responsible individually to me and for me to help me grow up in righteousness. You're as righteous as you're ever going to get, but we need to grow up into that because our thought life is not lined up with God's righteousness. Let me give you an example. When I was in the post office, basically, I went to the jail one time. Some guy wanted my Bible, which was all marked up and really nice, and I gave it to him because God told me to. And then I went back to work the next day, and somebody came to me who I had led to the Lord a couple weeks before, and they walked up to me, and this guy came up, and he said, hey, I was in the store last night, and God told me to give you an effing Bible, and here's that effing Bible, and I didn't really want to buy it, but I gave it, and I've been saved two weeks, effing Bible, and here's the effing Bible. So what did I do? I took the Bible, and I thanked him for my Bible. Come on, are you following me? I took the Bible, and I was glad. Hey, God bless me. He gave me a Bible. He didn't mark it up for me or anything, but at least I had a Bible there. Well, I didn't say a word. Say, didn't say a word. So about two weeks later, he comes over, and he says, you know, God has told me to quit using the F-N word. I said, really? He said, yeah. God. Now, notice, God told me. I could have said, I ain't touching that Bible. You already effed it. He's coming to bless me. I don't want to hear that F word again. Do you understand what I'm saying? And by doing that, we want to play Holy Ghost. You don't know where people at or where they're at. You can't be correcting the whole world. It's not your job. It's your job to grow yourself and let people grow. Now, if you've got somebody who's been in the church 30 years and they're still saying the effing word, there's a problem there. Why is that? Because they're not pursuing righteousness. They just got in the kingdom and they're just waiting to go to heaven. Glory to God, I'm going to get there. And that's why if you're single, can we go there this morning? And I don't care if you're on Christian.com or HolyGhost.com or whatever you go on. Praise God. If that person says they're a Christian, 
And they don't look like a Christian when you get there. They may be born again, but they are not pursuing righteousness. And you want to run as fast as your little feet will go. So what everybody says, are they a Christian? They say they are. Well, just stick with them for one day and see what happens. See what comes out of their mouth. See what takes place. See what happens. See what goes on. And then find out whether they are or they aren't. Christian's just a word thrown around everybody. It's like a label. You know, well, I'm Christian. You're Christian. Everybody's Christian. Well, Christian means Christ, Christ-like. So don't even call yourself one if you ain't going to sort of act like him, you know. So if they're growing in righteousness, you'll be able to tell. So you can't go by the Christianity. You go by the Holy Ghost connection on the inside in the kingdom of God who's telling you. And this will be different levels. Say different levels. Some are still working for the effing word. You understand? Let me give you an example in my own walk. Can I talk about me? I very seldom ever get offended at myself. So I'm going to talk about me this morning. One time I was going into a store and there was a young mother there with two little girls. One was probably about five, one was probably about two. And I walked up to her and she had the cute little piggy tails and all that kind of stuff. And I said, you are just the cutest little thing I've ever seen. And she smiled and waved at me. And I went in the store and all at once I had this feeling. Say this feeling. feeling. Ever have that feeling? Yeah. And I said, what? <laughs> what? I told the girl she was a cutie pie. What did I do wrong? He said, what do you think the five-year-old thought? When you told the two-year-old that she was the cutest thing in the world and completely ignored her. I told you to give the devil no place. And you just gave place to a five-year-old girl who's now saying, how come my, do- my sister's the cutest one in the whole world? I don't even like her anymore. She's terrible. I'm ugly. She's cute. I'm, and I'm not saying that was what went through her heart. But he was showing me that it's more. And what I did was to, me, to the world was great. Oh, what a lovely man he is. But to the Holy Ghost, he wants to refine us into a place. Can you imagine coming to a place where every word that's out of your mouth breeds righteousness? The Bible says you'll be justified by your words or you'll be condemned by your words. Some of us condemn things and don't even know it because we're not listening to the Spirit of God on the inside. Now, that looked like something good, but I found out later that I can't do that. So I've got to make sure that if I say, you're going, you're cute, you know, or don't say anything. Are you following me? And there's nothing wrong with that, but sometimes we say things that affect people. And God's heart, the Bible says, the pure in heart will see God. I don't believe that he's going to appear to you when you're pure in heart. I believe the more pure you get, you are going to see God in every situation that you're in. So what happened? I saw God's view in that situation rather than my own or anybody else's, and I decided that that wasn't right. Of course, I've already done it. They're gone. There's nothing I could do about it. But I learned from that not to, you know, when you're around people. If you're around people, I wouldn't go back to the... the the sound booth today and say, Patrick, you did a heck of a job today. You're everything back here. Ain't got a whole lot of help, but you're doing a good job and blah, 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 blah with Cody standing right next to him. You see, even when you compliment people, you got to understand how, how our brains work. Well, he said, Patrick does a good job, but I'll tell you what right now, I do a good job too. And he doesn't even care about me. And I, I'll tell you, people get offended that it's easy. Even when you're preaching, they get mad at me. How can you get mad at me? Uh, gosh, how can that possibly happen? I don't know, praise God. But this is what the Holy Ghost is on the inside of you for. What's he's there? He's to help you. First of all, it's big decisions, ain't it? Don't go here. Stop doing that. Drink a 12-back rather than a case. Get it down to where it's going to go. And then he works his way down into a place to where you, you're just conscious about every little thing. Not really conscious, but you have the Holy Ghost leading and guiding you, even in those little areas of your life, so that you're not in a position where you're hurting someone without even knowing that you're hurting someone. Hallelujah. So you have someone by the name of the Holy Ghost. Say the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. The Holy Ghost. But notice, this only happens to those who are seeking righteousness. 
The Bible says, if you hunger and thirst for righteousness, you shall be. Well, if I don't care about righteousness, guess what? You're just going to live your life. You're going to go around using your tongue to cut people down. You're still going to be cussing. You're still going to be doing this. You're still going to be doing that. So if you want a mate, you have to find a mate basically who is basically seeking God. And like we talk about, you know, and the scripture's always there. The wealth of the, of the wicked are going to come to the just or the righteous. Now notice, the word there is righteous. It's not Christian. Because the wealth isn't going to come to a Christian. It's going to come to those who are going to use that wealth for the kingdom of God in righteousness that can hear his voice and know what to do with the money when it comes. See, so it's righteous people. That's why we're growing in righteousness. Because the more we get righteous in line with him, the richer we get on the backside because all these things will be added unto. See, he knows what you want to use. He can trust you then. He knows what you're going to use the money for. He knows you're not going to waste it. You're not going to do something with it because you're starting to pursue righteousness and walk in the righteousness of God. All right, go to Philippians chapter 3. Rain over at 3 o'clock. All right, that should be done by 3 o'clock. Everything will be. All right, Philippians chapter 3. Look at verse 20. It says, For our conversation or our lifestyle is in heaven, from whence also we look for the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, notice here it's talking about heaven, says our lifestyle is really from heaven, which really means our country is basically from heaven. How many know heaven is a real thing? It's not a figment of your imagination. It's a real place that you can't see now because it's in the spirit world, but it is a real country. It has a king. How many know who the king is? He's Jesus. And how many know that he put under kings here on the earth to rule the earth, and we are the under kings of the kings, praise God. So basically what he wants us to do is learn how to find out the laws. Same laws in heaven are the same laws down here. Is there any sickness in heaven? Then there's a law down here that says we can walk in divine health, isn't there? You think there's any non-joy in heaven? No, there's joy down here. So that's what my kingdom come, my will be done on earth as it is in heaven. That's what he wants done. So we can walk in that as we walk more righteously with him and we live in healing and health. Now this is the laws and the constitution of the kingdom of heaven. This is it. This is something you need to read to understand how God does things. And as you read this book, the Spirit of God in you will start to correct you in areas of your life. And one thing you cannot do is argue with this book. But God, this is 2022. Where have you been the last 2,000 years? And that's why, I mean, you see it done in churches. See it done in governments. You wonder why countries are having trouble? Because the further away from the laws of the kingdom they get, the further away they get away from the things of the kingdom, and nothing's being added to them all at one time. Come on. So what do we want to do? We want to study the laws, don't we? We want to know what's going on. And whatever he says is final. Final. 
I don't care if it's the year 3033. His word still is final when he declared it. Abortion is murder, period. Homosexuality is wrong, period. You don't argue about it. See, preachers on TV, well, what do you think of homosexuality? Well, you know, we love everybody, and, and that's true. And we'll say what the Bible says. It's an abomination. Why do you say that? I didn't say it. He said, you want to argue? Argue with him. Talk to my king and my ruler, and that's what he said. Praise God. See, we can't be in, in, in churches we're compromising because we love everybody. It almost makes you sick to say the word love anymore. Everything's love, praise God. But it's not. Glory to God. So what do we want to do? Everything it says in here, whether your feelings and your emotions line up with it or not, it's law. It says love everybody. Well, I love everybody but my aunt. I'm sure I can find that in the Old Testament someplace, praise God. No, no. Whatever he says is law. What's he trying to do? Line you up for your sake with the kingdom of God and the word of God because it's the word of God that does it. So I've got to continually seek this on a daily basis. I'm changing on a daily basis. I've been in this for over 30 years now. I'm still changing on a daily basis, still catching little corrections, still starting to say things and stopping before, 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 before I say them. I mean, no, that's better. At first you just say them, then you say, oh, God, I know I shouldn't have said that. But, boy, it felt so good. <laughs> Didn't it? And then you repent, and you go back again. No, there's going to come a time when the Holy Ghost is going to catch you before it comes out, and you're going to say, uh, uh, nothing, I didn't have anything to say. Because what's he doing? He's keeping you from that area anymore, something you're saying that's going to affect someone in a wrong way. He wants to do that because he wants us to be a blessing. To people, not a curse to people. So the Holy Ghost basically has given us his book. He'll show us this book. He'll, he'll reveal it to us. And what it does, the word of God deals with you spiritually. Say spiritually. spiritually. So sooner or later, as you pray in tongues and you do this, this voice will get louder than this voice. And he, in Acts it says the word of God grew and prevailed. What did it prevail over? This. When the word of God grows in you and gets to a place where it prevails over your thought life, your feelings and emotions will take second place. And the Word of God will start taking first place, and you're going to find out there's a lot of good things taking place in your life. All right, let's go a little deeper. Go to Revelations chapter 1. It's beginning to rain, 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 says the voice of my Father. Whosoever will come drink of the water. I'll pour out my spirit on all flesh and my sons and my daughters all right here we go revelations chapter one. Oh, oh, oh. let's go to verse five it says and from jesus who is the faithful witness and the first begotten of the dead and the prince of the kings of the earth unto him that loved us and washed us from our sins in his own blood how many know he did that but notice, and he has made us kings and priests unto God and his Father. To him be glory, dominion forever and ever. Now notice, he made you kings and what? Priests. Now notice, not only kings, he made us priests. So we are, every single one of us is a king, but we're also a priest. What does a kingship do? A kingship goes when you get in the kingdom of God, you become a king, and you're giving dominion and power in this arena. You're priesthood deals with your relationship to the king you function best not only when you're in the kingdom but your priesthood or a relationship with him 
is at high peak. Are you following me? Every time you stop at a red light, you're practicing your priesthood. Every time you go in and don't rob a bank, you're practicing your priesthood. So I'm being a king and a priest. Say a king and a priest. So the king, when I got in the kingdom of God, we all know we've got dominion. Hallelujah. We've got power. We're we're kings. But you've also got the priesthood side of it, which deals with your culture, deals with your morality, deals with how you live, deals with how you do things. And basically, that's what keeps everything else moving in your life. So the key actually is not even your dominion or, or your kingship. It's your righteousness. Because your righteousness will work. See, and there's supposed to be, if you, if you read like Proverbs, there's supposed to be a nation of righteousness. Well, in order for there to be a nation of righteousness, how many know there has to be righteous people in the nation for the government to be righteous? So your righteousness is important, isn't it? But now notice, even if the nation is not righteous, you can be righteous without the nation being righteous because you're a person that can be righteous. Are you following me? So my righteousness, what I want to do is the Holy Ghost is showing me and teaching me the things in righteousness. So when I got in the kingdom of God, got born again, I've got authority. I've got dominion. I'm a king. I rule over everything on the earth. Praise God, because I have authority and I can speak to that and this and that. So it gave me dominion. It gave me power, but it gave me access to everything in the kingdom of God belongs to me because it's mine. Now, even though I've given all those things, my access to them comes through my priesthood. Are you listening? So as long as I'm walking in righteousness, I have access to everything heaven's got. When I step out of line, I cut my access off. Here's why many Christians are living in bad times right now. They've been taught, get saved, you're going to heaven, that's it. That's all there is to it. So they got saved, they're living the same way they do, they're sleeping around, they're doing this, they're doing everything, and you're just outside the kingdom of God. You're not hurting God when you do these things, that's what I was taught. You're hurting you when you do these things. Well, I don't want to hurt Jesus anymore. Hey, he told you to do it the right way. It's up to you. You walk out in front of a car, your mom don't tell you. You didn't hurt her. You got ran over. So he tells us how to do things and what to do and what not to do. So he's straightening us out. So I want access to the all things added unto me because they belong to me, but I only do it by walking in righteousness with him, and that takes relationship with him. So as long as I'm walking in righteousness, I'm maintaining my legal status in the kingdom of God. It's just like in America. Let's say I'm an American citizen, I do this, and I rob a bank, and I get caught. How many know when they throw me in jail, I'm still a citizen? All the rights belong to me, but I can't get them from jail because I'm not walking in fellowship or relationship. I'm not a law-abiding citizen. See, I'm a criminal. Since a criminal, I'm locked up and I can't, all these things belong to me, but I can't get any of them because I'm stuck in this cell for the next 20 years and it just ain't working out. But it didn't take my citizenship from me, just took everything I get. It's the same way in the spirit realm. So I'm walking in righteousness every day. That's the key. I want to stay in line with him. I want to listen. I want to obey. I want to do what he's telling me to do. That's why the Bible says in James, when you get in a problem, you are to submit to God, resist the devil, and he will well, if you're going to resist him without the priesthood of submission, your kingly will not work. See, your kingly resistance won't work because you're not submitted to. So we're not only kings, but we're priests. And everybody just believes, well, I'm in the kingdom of God. I got dominion. And pastor told me I got authority. I went to the authority class on Wednesday nights. They were 10 weeks. They were really good. I'm speaking to devils, and I'm speaking to this, and nothing's taking place. Well, how's the rest of your time? I don't know. I kicked my wife out of college a long time ago. I hate my dog. I got an uncle I'd just soon kill. Look at, praise God. I'm sleeping around. And, but other than that, I'm resisting the devil. Yeah, well, keep on resisting the devil. You ain't gone nowhere. 
because you're a king and a priest. You're a priest unto God. So I'm going to line up every little bit I can. When he corrected me about that little girl, that was good. I mean, that's another little adjustment I made. And what did I do? Open the little bit door for more of God's blessings and peace and joy to come into my life. It was a growing process in my life that I needed to do. So I'm seeking first the kingdom of God, its laws, its operations, the things it does. But then I want to abide and change on a daily basis. And believe me, you haven't arrived. I know you have, but your spouse hasn't. And that makes it hard. Understand that. See? And there's people who are even mindful of this kind of stuff, especially ones who's been around a long time, because I'll have people come to me sometimes, you know, when I'm preaching or something, they'll say, hey, you know, I've got something going on today. I've got to leave at 20 old 12 so that I get up and walk out. It's not because, of course, I'm conditioned enough not to care anymore anyway. But... But they say if I get up and walk out at 20 till 12, you know, it's not because I'm mad or something. I've got something else to do. What are they doing? They're just trying to cover themselves from, I mean, if you've got a young preacher who's preaching for the first time and you've got to leave 15 minutes early and he's preaching his little heart out already nervous and you get up and walk out, what do you think he thinks? They're going out to rejoice at half of my sermon because that was enough? No, that's not what they're thinking at all. So you see, everybody walked out on me. My God, I can't get you. Like Mary was up teaching on Wednesday night the other time and there's some people came in we never saw before in our life Mary went back how you doing this oh we were just driving down the street and God led us here led us here to TCVC we decided to come in and this is where we're supposed to be and Mary got up and talked a little bit about what she's been doing and this and that and some other stuff and about halfway through they get up and they walked out and Mary comes out afterwards I knew what she was thinking how many know I knew what she was thinking I just said hey listen to me if they were so full of God and God told me to go to a church because I was supposed to be there. I don't care if the person up front preached denominational junk. I was going to stay there to be obedient to God through the whole thing and then get out of there. So it's obvious they didn't hear from God or they didn't care if they heard from God. See, you can figure people out pretty easy just by what they say, praise God. So that wasn't the issue then. But you want to be careful. Some people think God speaks through them all the time. And a lot of times it's not God, it's you speaking through you. And then when it don't work out, you've got to come up with a plan or an excuse why God was having a bad day that day. So you're very seldom going to hear me say, God said. I'm going to say something to you, and if it's God, you'll get it. It'll hit you right in the spirit, and your light bulb will go on. And if it wasn't, it wasn't. But I'm going to take the blame for it. Do you see what I mean? I mean, back in the charismatic, my God, renewal, everybody was God. I never saw so many gods in my life back then. Everybody had a word from God. Dear God, you couldn't walk down the street without getting four words before you got to the grocery store. And why was that? It was good because the Spirit of God was active and people were realizing he's there and everything. But man, if you're going to talk for God, you better talk for God. And it's something we're all learning and we're growing into, praise God. But it's something there. Just tell them. I mean, you can just walk up to somebody and say, hey, you're a blessed person and and God's going to bless you even more. Praise God. And I'm just so happy for you. And and if they weren't blessed that time and needed to know, you'll see their face lighten up and you'll know you made a connection. Praise God. So basically, we want to walk in righteousness. Say righteousness. righteousness. All right. Go to Hebrews chapter 1. There's a righteousness coming upon the land right now. Because of what's about to take place in the land, and it's not going to take place without righteousness. There's going to be a righteousness that starts to to switch in the government, I believe, here very shortly. 
where there's going to be people who are righteous people coming into office and who know God and know the things of God. We've shied away from that and separated the two, but there is no separation. If we're going to get a righteous government, we've got to have righteous people in the position of the government. And are you going to get ridiculed? Yes. You're going to get persecuted? Yes. My God, it tells you in the Bible. Oh, they don't like me. What do you think? You already said you're going to be persecuted, praise God. It's coming. It's going to happen. And that makes everybody, I ain't going to say nothing because they might get mad at me. They'll probably get mad at you either way. You don't have to try to make people mad. Just be you. Just be you, praise God. All right, Hebrews chapter 1. Look at verse 8. But unto the Son, he says, Thy throne, O God, is forever and ever. A scepter of righteousness is the scepter of thy kingdom. Thou hast loved righteousness and hated iniquity. Therefore, God, even thy God, has anointed thee with the oil of gladness above thy fellows. So here's a scripture verse talking about royalty here. It's talking about a kingdom. It says in the natural realm in the Old Testament, or in the old days when a king was sitting on the throne, he had a scepter. I mean, you know what that scepter was? It was like a golden thing that he had. If you approached the king and he pointed the scepter at you, you could talk. If he kept the scepter down here and didn't point it at you and you talk, you dead. They chop your head right off, praise God. They cut it right off and you be dead. Here God says, I have a scepter also. And my scepter is simple righteousness. When you're living and walking in righteousness, you have a word with me anytime you want to have a word with me because I extended my scepter to you and you are walking in righteousness and what have you ever you ask, you will receive. Ask and you shall receive. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be open. Whatever you ask in my name, you shall have, praise God. Whatever you ask according to my will, it shall be done, praise God, because I'm holding the scepter out here. And then most of the churches out there running around, not doing anything for God, not seeking righteousness, living in sin, and they come to the throne. How many you know they even, he can't even hear him? I don't think. What was that? Why is that? Because his kingdom is a kingdom of righteousness. Now notice what it says. You've got to like righteousness and sort of dislike iniquity. No, you've got to love righteousness and hate. Let me tell you what love righteousness means. A lot of correction. A lot of correction. And sometimes, sometimes, God may use your pastor to correct you rather than that small voice on the inside. And then that little voice comes that says, well, he don't like me. I'm leaving this church, and I'm going to a church that's going to love me. The reason I stab you is because I love you. And I don't come around the back. I get you right in front, praise God. I never snuck up from behind. I just hit you straight on, praise God, and do it, you know. You want to come to counseling to me? Come. You might as well take your breastplate off because I'm going to get through it before it's over with anyway. See, I want you to change. I want the adjustment made. I want your marriage to be better. I want you to be better. I want you to walk in the righteousness of God. I want you to enjoy righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. I want you to be different than the world, for God's sakes. Look at the world right now. Oh, my gosh. I'm telling you, it's terrible out there. People are killing themselves. They're, they don't know what to do out there. Why is that? Because they've got no plan or no purpose or no kingdom. 
where they're living in righteousness. But there's a way to live in righteousness, praise God. And the way to do it is basically by finding out what God wants you to do, studying the word of God, understanding what God wants you to do, and staying in right alignment with you. Whenever you get that gut punch type of thing, you know, it's hard to explain, but it's not really, you know, it's not like a physical thing like constipation or diarrhea. It's a spiritual thing that's in there. And you know that you did something wrong, and many times you know it right away. But there's times when you don't know it. That's time you need to sit down and have a talk with the Holy Ghost. And I guarantee you, He knows what to change or what to adjust. And at first, you know, you may argue with Him. That day, I argued with Him. I said, what? I said, she's a cute little girl. I said, she was ugly or stupid or something. I could see why I'd have this thing here. Because I wasn't thinking what effect it had, you know, on the person aside of them. What happened, see? That's why you've got to be careful of giving bad reports. Even if they're not yours. So you could walk up to somebody and say, oh, yeah, I got an uncle boy, and he had a pain in his arm, and they cut the arm off, and the person standing with you is a person who's having a pain in their arm right now. It happens. I'm telling you, it happens all the time. You didn't even know they had a pain, but now they're going to lose their arm. They're going home saying, there was my arm, praise God. It's going like theirs. Why? Because they heard what you said. Are you seeing? So everything, the Bible says, you know, righteousness has got a lot to do with our talk with what comes out of our mouth. So we want to speak righteously. That's why words are very important. That's why in the abundance of word, there's no wantonness for sin. The more you talk, more opportunity you got <laughs> to mess up. Some people say you're quiet. Thank you. Thank you. We've talked for an hour. You haven't had a thing to say. Thank you. Thank you. See? So we're growing every day, aren't we? We're listening to his voice every day, aren't we? We're learning about righteousness every day. But your righteousness is based on a priesthood. As long as you're walking in your priesthood, righteousness. In the Old Testament, they had a priest. What was he there? He was there to connect them to God. Your righteousness connects you to God. And as long as you're walking in righteousness, and here's the thing, what's wrong for you may not be wrong for someone else at that time. Because I've been walking in this for over 30 years. Somebody else walking in it for six months. How many know I can see things they're probably not doing right, but I'm not going to correct them. My God, every five, oh, you shouldn't have said that. Oh, don't stand up that way. Don't sit down that way. Don't do, I mean, I drive them nuts before it's over. Let the Holy Ghost be the Holy Ghost on the inside of you. And he'll slowly straighten you out. He'll slowly make the adjustments. Will you like some of them? No. Will you argue with him sometimes? Yes. He expects a good argument. You know why? He knows he's going to win. Never lost one yet. It may take a long time for him to get through your thick head, but he does sooner or later. And after you make the adjustment, then you can see clearly what took place. So we're growing. We're kings, but we're priests. We want to walk in our priesthood, and we don't have to worry about our kingship then. All these things will be added. The power's there. The anointing there is everything there. Because we walk in the righteousness of God. We are in right standing with him, and we can walk as family members in the kingdom of God. Praise God. Hallelujah. All right, jump up this morning. Is it done raining, or I got another hour? Somebody check out there and see what's going on. Come on, you guys are having growing pains right now. I hope you realize it. There's some things being adjusted, some things you will not say to your spouse anymore, some things you will not say to your kids anymore, some things you'll adjust. You want to be a blessing to everybody. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Praise God. We're awakening to righteousness. Hallelujah. We've been asleep a long time. Now we're waking up. It's more than just going to heaven. Praise God. Glory to God. All right, let's pray. Father. 
Thank you for your word once again today. I thank you for opening our eyes to different ways where we can increase in the priesthood of, with you, that we can grow even closer to you. Father, we want to walk in the light every single day, every single word, every single thought with you. As we walk in the light and fellowship with you, we will complete the purpose and destiny that you gave us here to do. Father, we pray for family members. We pray for relation who do not know you right now. And we are the laborers to send out. Father, if they haven't listened to us right now, we ask you... That you have to send forth somebody into their path, praise God, I don't care who it is, to go ahead and tell them about Jesus, somebody that they'll listen to, somebody so that they come in the kingdom of God. And we thank you right now that you're answering that prayer right now because I'm walking in alignment with you, praise God. So you send them now, right now, in the name of Jesus, I don't care, grocery store, wherever. And I thank you and give you praise. Father, I thank you for healing in this entire body right now, even the people that are here. One of your guarantees was by his stripes we have been healed. Father, we don't care what they call it, flu, COVID, this, that, this that it's all of the devil doesn't really make any difference and we choose healing in the name of Jesus and we come against every sickness and every disease and every symptom in the name of Jesus we command each person to be made whole from the top of their head to the soles of their feet I release the spirit of God on the inside of every person right now you said your spirit would quicken every part of our mortal body praise God Holy Ghost you do it right now in the name of Jesus and Father we thank you for peace in everybody's life right now the peace of God it passes all understanding I call it up out of the inside of them for this day, for tomorrow, for the whole week, praise God. I thank you for the peace that's there, and I thank you that, once again, that's one of our indicators of whether we're walking in righteousness or we're not walking in righteousness. So I thank you what you're teaching us, what you're showing us, how you're growing us into you. We just love you, Daddy. We thank you for loving us so much, not only to send your Son, but even after your Son, you send the Holy Ghost. And that Holy Ghost is here to convict us. Holy Ghost, you're allowed to do that whenever. And prove righteousness in our life, praise God. And we thank you for it and give you praise for what you're doing in our hearts. In Jesus' name, and everybody say, Amen. Amen. All right, praise God. To hear more dynamic words, go to my